Hey y'all, welcome back to Voices of the Body, the podcast. My name is Love Ashley Elaine and I'm here as your guide. You keep choosing me, I'll keep choosing you. We're going to guide through this journey called life. Listen to all these beautiful stories of people who have just alchemized all the things, all the things. This particular episode, we're talking about trusting God in that letting go, right? Really trusting the path that is set out for you. And even when we don't know what things are supposed to look like, how they end up looking like, right? We're sitting with a good friend from high school. OT, what's up, Olympia High School? Uh, my friend Tamara White, yes, she is an amazing soul. She just won her pro card in a bodybuilding competition. Yes, y'all, she's such a beautiful soul. I really enjoyed this conversation with her. So, you know the vibes. Align your mind, body, and soul as we get into this episode. you know the vibes find that space that allows you to tap in for a little bit all right option here is to bring your gaze down your nose or gently close your eyes and really allow your feet to find the floor find the ground if you are in a space where you can take your shoes off you can do that if you're comfortable right and really keep the shoulders nice and open right keeping that front body nice and open take a nice big inhale and exhale beautiful one more nice big inhale and exhale last one nice big inhale and exhale and just allow your breath to move through its natural rhythm allowing it to bring ease and comfort into the body right maybe every time you exhale you feel your shoulders drop a little bit more right you feel a little a little heaviness right but it's light it's not weight that we need to 
um, address, but it's weight that allows us to be grounded, right? We're kind of sinking a little bit more into our seat. And coming to a space where one time before you didn't know how things were going to go and you just kind of allowed your intuition and your faith and all the things that you believed in to guide you, right? What did that feel like for you? Right. Maybe initially it was anxiety driven or it was you know, bringing up a lot of different feelings. What did the other side of that feel like? There's these moments where sometimes we don't know what things are going to look like, but we feel this prompting to just trust and to just do and to just be. And it feels like we're going against the grain, right? But what would it feel like if you really moved authentically into the things that you know, you just feel it down deep in your in your soul that this is what I'm supposed to be doing and it makes me feel good, right? It, it feels like alignment within my mind and my body and my soul. So maybe we take a minute to even bring awareness to anything that might be coming up, right? Trust is hard, especially when we're putting it in something that we can't see, right? That's faith. Faith can be challenging, but what allows us to stay faithful is knowing that what we believe We believe it to be true for us. What do you believe to be true for you? And how can you release so that you can move into that and move into it with conviction, conviction in a positive way, right? Not um, conviction in, in, in the condemning sense. Yeah. So you can take a pause here if this is where you would like to stay for a minute to journal or just kind of sit in this space. Um, But if you are ready, taking a nice big inhale and exhale. Big inhale and exhale. Last one, nice big inhale. And exhale. And when the body is ready, you can slowly start to fill your space, coming back into your body, maybe moving fingers, wiggling toes, moving your head from side to side slowly and gently opening up the eyes and and we'll be right back
everyone. Welcome back to Voices of the Body. So y'all know I like to like go find friends on the playground and bring them back home with me. This friend I've known, what, like 20 years? Yeah, but that's kind of- It wasn't Gotha, was it? Yes. Plus, 20 plus. That's kind of embarrassing to say. <laughs> and I'm still in my head, like, do I do all the math right now? Because it's been a long time. I know it's nope. been so we already been out of school. It's 23. We was ready at 05, 12, 13 years, 14, 15 years. And then add Gotha, girl, 20. Yeah, 20 years. You're right. About 20 years, 20 plus. So listen, right, when I started at Gotha, I was actually like sixth grade and Gotha was literally my first year living in Florida. What? So yeah, so you're part of that, you're part of that set of friends that I made when I got when I got to Florida. Oh, that's, that's, that's cool. oh so we man. were part of your experience. Your yeah. Experience. That's wow. Cool. Right. Why we sit here and just do all that? <laughs> I'm still 25. I don't care what nobody say. <laughs> I look it. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling. I'm struggling now. Like I hit 36 and all of a sudden, you know, my back, back popping, my eye, I got allergies. It's too much. <laughs> well, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here with my friend, longtime friend, as y'all can see. My God, I can't believe it. It feels like yesterday. Tamara White. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. listen. Um, what's up? What's up? <laughs> yeah, so we're in this series of the season of transition and transformation. I wasn't sure, like, how to do this episode because I was like, okay, like, I don't want just my story. There's another story that's needed. And the way we had this plan is strategic. Like timing is literally everything. Um, right. So I'm going to let you right. tell the people about you. Like who is Tamara White? So first off, <laughs> this is like a topic of discussion often because people think when they see my name is Tia, like Tia and Tamara. But it's camera, like camera, when you take a picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <Tamara>. um, <laughs> that was like, I, I got to a point in my life where I was just like, you know what? I'm going to answer to whatever you call me because I know it's not easy to remember, especially when you see it on paper that it's Tamara, but not Tamara. Listen, and when I seen it on paper, I was like, this isn't how she spells her name. <laughs> I was like, this is it. Have I been getting this wrong for the last 20 years? I was like, wait a minute. It's so funny. It's so funny after years of knowing people that this is what happens. Like, this is, a, I have to have this conversation. I'm like, so I love you to death, but you know, <laughs> it's Tamara, right? <laughs> and it was like, no, I'm like, so you gonna argue with me? <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's, mm-hmm. okay. Uh-huh. it's okay. I take no problem, no offense. But um, I grew up here in Florida as, you know, I was going to say as well, you basically a Floridian, Ash, now. Yes. So, um, but I grew up here, like, all of my life has sort of been athletic. Um, you know that I cheered throughout high school. Mm-hmm. But it started in Pop Warner, Pine Hills Trojans. And, um, you know, I took that through middle school and got into high school, tried out for cheerleading team. 
And that was like my first taste of competitive sports mm. um, where, you know, people might not look at cheerleading as a sport, but it was competitive. Um, I had to be pretty athletic. I had to learn how to tumble. Um, and growing up in a time where being thick probably wasn't in yet, you know, being around girls that were always thin and mm. in. Um, it, it can grow um, some self-conscious behavior and um, insecurities and so forth. So I knew that after leaving high school and et cetera, that I, I would be involved in something to do with the body. Um, whether it ha I did go to college for a small time for physical therapy, mm -hmm. um, but my passion shifted and changed. I got engaged like my first semester of college. We went on a honeymoon, girl. I came back and I was no longer a student <laughs> because I was a part-time student and you had to maintain a certain level of hours to be considered a part-time student or mm -hmm. you will be withdrawn. Yeah. So love, I chose love. <laughs> and honestly, my passion did change. Um, that's when I talked to you earlier about, you know, doing massage therapy for 12, 13 years um, after high school. And um, at the same time, I was trying to do physical therapy when that didn't work out for me, when, you know, my heart changed. Um, massage therapy was what I did for 12, 13 years. And um, I had gotten injured in that process. And that's what led me to fitness and my fitness journey and living in my purpose and passion to really inspire other women to you know achieve their goals and their body goals and, and fitness dreams etc yeah so it started with cheerleading and then went to you know massage therapy and physical therapy for a brief moment and still sort of in the same ballpark of helping women and people um my I landed on personal training for about six, seven years now. And and I'm now a wellness um bodybuilding pro. So Okay. I was about to say, I'm like, y'all, she being real modest over here. Like she leaving out the juice, the nook, and the cranny. <laughs> that in itself is like just a transformation period of my life as well. Yeah. Um, you know. To fast forward to present day, to be able to stand on a stage in that little amount of clothing and display, you know, your body in a way to be judged, mm. you know, it can be crushing mentally to people who haven't worked through things themselves in those, you know, inner insecurities and demons that we all fight. So yeah. for me, that was really jumping on the devil's back and being like I'm gonna give I'm gonna take this to the next level if this is my you know next step then order my steps and ever since I've jumped on board and started bodybuilding like it's been up and it's been stuck like winning my first show yeah and placing in my second show as well and then winning my pro card by my third show it's just it's it's unbelievable yeah yeah so and congratulations i like because i was really about to say okay thank Sophia, you she being a little modest like i'm gonna wait and see if she if she drops the mic on 
<laughs> right, her recent achievements. Um, so and I, I like, I, I think moving from um the same thing, right? Like that's how I got into yoga. It was always like I was always in the body, right? When I was younger, I was a dancer. I've played soccer. I played basketball, as you know, from Gotha and, and Olympic. Yeah, athlete, right? And then even after like college, I played one year of basketball. We won our championship. After high school, I didn't even want to play basketball anymore. Like to to tell my mom that I didn't want to play anymore, like that was that was that was hard, right? And I got to college and the coach wouldn't stop stalking me. Like he was finding me wherever he could. My work study was with the athletic director. So it was like, couldn't escape it, right? Like once you're in a world, you can't escape it. You just maneuver, right? A little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. So tell us about the journey, right? Because you mentioned being a cheerleader. God bless you. You mentioned being a cheerleader and- really like moving into massage therapy. Tell us about like massage therapy and how you like what, like, I know you mentioned like the hand injury, but what else kind of catapulted you into um, fitness? So honestly, like fitness has never not really been a part of my life. Mm -hmm. Just because going back to like how I grew up, my family are Southern and country folk, you know, so I grew up eating collard greens. Yes, honey. Necks, smoked neck bones. And, you know, even though they ate pig feet and chitlins and stuff like that, that was something I never liked and could get into. Mm-hmm. But still the lifestyle of eating that way often. I was a chunky girl growing up. And always usually the chunkiest one of my friend group. Um, But... <clears throat> I guess to segue into getting into high school and body image becomes a thing and fitting into my shooting uniforms and it don't fit like everybody else's, you know, I got to get a large, everybody else's small and medium type Mm -hmm. stuff. And you don't realize it, it impacts you in a way. And so getting into my adulthood, when I was old enough to have my own job and my own car, um, I enrolled into a gym membership on my own, like at 17, 18 years old, got a gym membership. Mm. So it was always in me to work on myself, I guess, mm-hmm. but still not really having all the tools mentally to get where I am now. Mm. So it was yo-yo dieting. It was trying Weight Watchers. It was trying, you know, these weight loss clinics. It was trying little weight loss pills it was all that stuff yeah so to learn eventually like that's not healthy yeah it worked I lost five ten pounds I lost 25 pounds here and there but I still didn't look the way I wanted to look Mm. I still didn't feel better and then as soon as I stopped taking those things doing those things I'm gaining those that those pounds I lost right back yeah I didn't learn how to eat I didn't learn how to be consistent I didn't learn to have a better relationship with food. Mm-hmm. So those shortcuts is what drives me to personal training now. Is like I see people struggle all the time. And it's okay to try these programs, try the quick fixes, try the trends. But at the end of the day, what I always hear is I tried it and it worked, but it worked, but 
mm-hmm. <laughs> and you don't know nothing. You ain't learned nothing. You still have an unhealthy relationship with food. So that's what leads me to my fitness journey and personal training and where I am now mm-hmm. with my with my own personal fitness journey. So, you know, in high school and, you know, not knowing that I had control over the things I ate would have probably saved me a lot of, uh, you know, um, self-conscious issues, um, health issues in my adulthood. Yeah. But I needed that to learn what I know now so I can teach what I know now, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. What was that like? What was that defining moment where it was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore, right? Like, what, like, what was it that was just like, I can't, I can't live like this anymore? Okay, so listen, my allergies adding up right now too. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not crying, y'all. If y'all can hear me on this podcast, I'm not crying. I promise. I'm <laughs> it's okay if you do. Like they expect somebody to drop some tears. Like my audience knows. <laughs> but um, the defining moment. Okay, so this injury we talked about. This mm-hmm. injury that took me from. 12, 13 year massage therapy career. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting at home on my couch, right? We had a sectional. It's an L shaped sectional, but sometimes we would pull it apart and have two sofas, basically. Mm-hmm. And the way that our living room was set up, I'm going to try to shorten this up. Um, We were sitting on the couch eating Chinese food, and I'm like pushing 200 pounds. This is that time in my life where I didn't. Um, you know, I was doing my massage career. I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue and mm-hmm. still in and out the gym, still losing weight, doing the, the pills and doing weight loss clinics, doing weight watchers, all this yo-yo dieting. Right. But yet I'm still on the couch eating a bowl of Chinese food. Right. So I thought I heard someone knocking on our door in the front, in the living room. So I jump up. Y'all can't see me, but I'm about to act this out. <laughs> Black Don't people sit. always want to act stuff out. <laughs> this is the chair. It's a couch. The other couch is L-shaped or catacorned to the other one, but there's a space so I can jump between the couch mm-hmm. and to the door, right? The door over there. So I jump out my chair, jump between the two couches, look through the peephole. Nobody's at the door. The whole time I got this Chinese food in my hand. I could sit it down, but I'm being fat. Mm. So I'm walk around with this bowl of food and I try to come back to my seat and jump through the same hole or gap between my couch but I miss Mm. and I trip with the Chinese food and I fall all the way to the floor instead of putting the bowl down I carried that bowl all the way to the floor because I didn't want to spill it I wanted to eat my food (laughs) and when I landed the bowl is a thick ceramic bowl smashed my finger Mm. When I tell you that pain hurts so bad, I saw stars. The room was like going in and out, dark, light. And my my finger turned immediately purple. Mm. (laughs) So I went to the hospital. They did an x-ray and it was a um, crushed nerve injury. Took me out the game for massage therapy for at least six, nine months. Mm. So coupled on to the fact that 
your behind should have just put the bowl down to begin with. With now I came and do something that was supposed to be my first business entrepreneurship type deal. Yeah. I had to shut the doors. I can't massage anymore. I got to, you know, nurse my hand. What now? What do I do? This was 13 years of my life that I've done massage therapy from chiropractic offices to massage envy to having my own business. Yeah. And like, I sat there and I'm like, so what we gonna do? Just sit at home and eat food every day? Like, you need to figure out what you want to do. You want you you say you want to get healthy, but yet you let Chinese food, ironically, in a sense, take you out. And like, you know, just like, all right, I'm done. Like, if I'm gonna be at home having to nurse the injury and also figure out what my next career move was gonna be. Yeah, I'm going to take some time at home to get in shape and I'm not going to quit. This is the one thing and the only time in my life where I said, I'm not focused on a number on the scale. I'm not focused on what my body is going to look like. I'm not focused on being a certain size or a certain shape. <clears throat> my focus starting from here on out is going to be consistency and not quitting. How long can I do this until... I look up one day and see that, damn, I made it. This is where I wanted to be. This is how I wanted to look. And we in start, that was 2012, mm -hmm. 2023. And I'm just getting there. Yes, I've gotten there several times in other people's minds. Yeah. yeah. I lost 80 pounds, you know, I lost 80 pounds here. I lost 80 pounds there. I got small. And I'm proud of that because it still took time. It took effort. It took consistency. It took mental strength, et cetera. But then, you know, what's the next level for me? Right. What, where you want to be so-called, you know, what is the next level? Mm. So bodybuilding was it. And that's opened up new doors in my fitness journey as well. And I'm excited to see what that leads me to. So, yeah. Ooh. I could be offended. <laughs> no, and I like I appreciate you saying that you were very adamant about not um focusing on a number or what your body looks like or you know what I'm saying? Because then that's when you know you're doing internal work. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I was on the outs, the superficial stuff for so long, you know, um trying to, you know. And I'm sure people still do it now. Everybody, you can compare. People compare their bodies to others. You have a goal or someone you see that you aspire to maybe look like or similar to, but mm -mm. I had to get that. I had to block all of that out and just focus on each day at a time. Really, that's it. One day at a time. Yeah. I ate a salad today. I didn't drink soda yesterday. I didn't snack on them Doritos, even though I really want them. Like it was small, it was minimal changes, but slowly but surely, like doing the work is what keeps you, what makes it a lifestyle mm. versus what makes it a temporary fix. Yeah. Ooh. It drives me crazy when I get like DMs from people. It's like, hey, do you like, is there any yoga moves that you can teach me to build abs? I'm just like, no. <laughs> that's not why I do it. And that's not why I teach it. Right. 
like if we like it and it took me a minute to like like you said right this industry and i think just the wellness industry period is so full of oh you got to look like this and you got to look like that and you got to have a belly that looks like this and you got to have you know be able to do this and that and it's just like for somebody that has struggled with their body image, right? And has been told from so many different people, like, you should look like this, you should look like that. It's like, I've I gotten to a place now where it's like, I'm thick. I'm tall. That's it. Like, why I'm trying to be skinny? Like, I don't need to be that. I don't so want to be that. Mm -hmm. Right? And like. I, not to cut you off, but ma'am, I have noticed the glutes. I have noticed the legs. Because <laughs> yoga, baby, is doing is it's doing for you. I see it. You look good, Ash. Thank you. <laughs> I had to let her know, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And and it goes back to what you said, right? It's like, I mean, give or take like some weight loss the past couple of years, right? I've changed my lifestyle, right? I'm now fully vegan. Like I don't eat certain things that I used to. And it wasn't because I was trying to lose weight. It was because I started paying attention to my body. Right, right. I started paying attention right. to, okay, every time I eat this, yeah, every time I eat X, Y, and Z, I am like extra tired, right? Yep. I have no energy, right? Whereas now I'm like, I'm two years in and like, I can tell the difference between sluggish and just like tired because I've had a long day. Just talked about that recently. Like people expect because you work out so much. Oh, you should have all this energy. No, I'm still a mom. I still have outside life that I have to tend to. Like tired is different than fatigue. Yes. When you're unhealthy. My cycle is different. Yep. It's not as um like I cramp. Yeah, but it's not as like intense as it used to be. Like I like girl, we would have had to cancel if this was <laughs> two, three years ago. Because okay. that's how intense they were, right? But my body is shifting because I've made a conscious decision to heal, right? Mm -hmm. And not focus on like what my body looks like, right? So sometimes like I record myself when I do yoga and I'm just like, girl, I see don't, a little something, but yeah, don't on that. <laughs> right? right. Like I, I, I really look at, okay, what does this transition flow look like? Right. Like it, it's more of a teaching space for me. And then maybe I'll look at it again and be like, oh, you do got a little booty back there, but we're going to keep that to the side. Right. Okay. Listen, <laughs> you know, good props. Give yourself props in love when, when it's due, you know, and it is okay to have a healthy criticism of yourself, I guess. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's why I do record videos for my clients. I don't yeah. record them for you to be like, I ain't where I'm at yet. I, ain't, I don't want to look at it because I don't got the body out. No, ma'am, because if you see where you are now and doing that same exercise three months from now, mm. the difference in how you look doing it, performing it, your form, your technique, then you can look at, okay, my butt got tighter. My stomach is flatter. Like, are you stronger? Do you feel better? Are you still out of breath on the third rep? Can you right. flip the same weight? Are you on like, let's look at the bigger picture.
Right, 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 right. It's all about, so, like you said, but you consistency. can have a healthy okay to look that way. Yeah, it's all about consistency, right? It's um, when I practice, am I am I actually like paying attention to how I'm practicing, right? So, like you said, if I'm doing those reps, right, and I go to do them again. Am I like, okay, if I move my shoulders back and open up my arms a little bit more, then this will help a little bit better. Yeah, it's glitching just a little bit. Yeah, I picked up on that. Maybe it's my... Oh, no. Okay, can you... I can hear. I yeah, you. right? It's all about like that consistency in like, okay... Do you want to build, like, do you want to just keep learning more about yourself also, right? Do you want to prove that you can do it, right? It's all those little set goals, right? Because even in yoga, one thing when I was in my 200 hour four or five years ago, I couldn't do chaturanga. And it was like, okay, I don't have the upper body strength to do that. I'm the only black girl in my kula. I'm the thickest one. Everybody else is, you know... <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and it's like that was something that it's like okay i'm gonna consciously make a decision to work on that but also tailor it to how my body can can get in and out of it right can wow. flow into it properly right mm -hmm. um it's all mindset right mm -hmm. Tell me about, tell us about how your mindset was at the beginning of this journey and the work it took for you to really shift through that. Well, I would say in the beginning of my fitness journey, um, although it was definitely for me a, you know, don't, don't um, compare and don't, you know, worry about this number on the scale but still have to get on the scale. Mm -hmm, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, you have to check your progress. You have to look at yourself in the mirror. Eventually you got to put on a new pair of pants and you got to see if this size fits better or if it's still fitting the same. Mm -hmm. Like to have moments where, okay, this is still a part of my process. As much as I want to ignore it, I need to know if what I'm doing is working. Yeah. Do I beat myself up about it? Because maybe this week there's no change. Mm. Or do I just tell myself, okay, Tam, let's evaluate what we did this week compared to last week or yesterday compared to the day before, uh, two days before. Did I drink the same amount of water? Oh, guess what? You ain't drinking enough water today or, you know, last week compared to this week. Yeah. You have to even then sometimes just dive into a place where it's like you really got to analyze your habits. It's not so much about did I get five days in at the gym? Did I do all my meal prep this week? What were my habits this week? Yeah. Did I drink less water? Did I get the same amount of sleep? Was I more stressed this week? Was I snacking a little bit more than usual? You know, it's like giving myself grace, but also being somewhat of my own coach you know like okay girl 
okay, you had some Doritos yesterday or whatever. You went and had Chick-fil-A when you knew you weren't, but we're not going to wallow in the setback. Yeah. Let's not wallow in the setbacks. Just get up tomorrow, eat the good breakfast, have your snack, do the same things you're supposed to be doing and get back on the train. Like it's really a repetitive mental self self pep talk process. Um, and as you start to mature and be more self-aware, um, you don't tend to respond to, let's say, outside enforces or um, you don't tend to care about what other people think about your journey or where you're at. Like you would get people get comments. I've gotten comments, you know, don't lose too much weight, you know, or how much you're trying to lose or None of your business. <laughs> When I was big, it wasn't, you was, at least for family, my family was honest. Mm -hmm. When I was getting heavy, they would say something. And then when you get too small, it's like, you, I'm not worried about none of y'all right now. This is my journey where it's taking me. um, I'm healthy. I'm eating better. It might not be comfortable for you because now you have to look at yourself and realize it's a, it's a mirror. It's a reflection of she's taking control of her health and her life and She's getting here and I still need to do that. And mm-hmm. to learn not to let people project, also project onto me. Um, and girl, it's a battle. Like outside forces, your own internal struggles. So um, I think as I learn to accept that nobody around me or outside of me is going to be happy with what I do, as mm-hmm. long as I'm happy with what I do and I'm happy with what I look like, then that's all that really matters. Right. <laughs> right. So I, it's just as you practice those self pep talks, positive affirmations, consistency, it becomes a habit and a useful tool to keep you on the right track. But if you care a lot about what people say, if you care a lot about what people think, it'll break you. It'll take you off your path every single time. Mm-hmm. Every single time. You got to be your own source of, you know, your own cheerleader. Like, give yourself grace, but just focus on what you're trying to do for yourself, really. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that prepared you um for taking that leap into um like transitioning like now you've now you've just transitioned completely away from massage therapy right and I wanted to point out something you said you had been doing that for like 13 years 13 is the number of chaos and chaos of like tearing down and rebuilding right yeah so when we think about spiritual now I'm my best friend calls me like the angel number T-Rex lady because every time we go somewhere and I see angel numbers, she's like, I swear you have like angel number T-Rex. I just start yelling them out in the middle of conversation. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so spiritual number 13 is a number of um, chaos, right? So it means a lot of shaking up is going to take place, a lot of shifting and changing and tearing down to rebuild right so it's not by happenstance that you were in this space of like being on the brink of a transformation right and it wasn't just a physical transformation 
it's a whole full body. Like transformation is everything about your entire life is about to right. change, right? Mm -hmm. So when we think about mindset um, and just like when we were talking earlier, do you think that 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 like going through that and having to really shift your mindset, do you think that prepared you for taking the leap into now going full body into becoming a personal trainer? Yeah. Um, and then, you know what, even with shifting into becoming a personal trainer, because like I said earlier, you know, when I couldn't massage anymore because of that injury and I'm sitting at home, and I'm eating and like I got injured holding Chinese food in my hand. Like mm. it was it was like um a place where I knew, like I said, I knew I was gonna do something involving the body. Like my passion has always been health and science, anatomy related, mm -hmm. given you know the things that I've done. Um, but when I started losing weight really started losing weight and my family members could see it and notice it. Um, my dad was the one who actually said to me because he started Weight Watchers and started losing weight along that same time frame. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you know, you, you probably would be really good as a personal trainer. <laughs> and I had not ever told him that I was considering it, but I didn't want to do it because I was too concerned that it seemed like everybody was doing it. Yeah. I don't want to fall into the same thing everybody doing. Like I ain't trying to copy nobody, be like nobody, but when there is a purpose for you in that way or whatever your purpose is, God will align your steps. He put people in your life. He places nuggets and signs and things that people say in conversation to align with where he's trying to get you to go. Yeah. So, you know, I think, yes, having gone through that type of thing with my own personal weight loss journey definitely was an easy segue and transition into being a personal trainer because now I can come from a teaching standpoint mm. for other women who did this, who's been through the same exact thing, but they don't, we don't talk about it. Yeah. We just say, we tried this, we tried that, it didn't work, but we're not talking about we we eat when we depressed we're not talking about we snack when we feel alone or guilty or whatever the case may be we're not talking about these habits we're not talking about you staying up to three o'clock in the morning and gotta get up and go to work at six you ain't getting enough sleep your body like all of these things mm -hmm. um where we don't talk about contributing to where we end up in a physical you know manner yeah so you know, that, yes, I think that was preparing me uh, definitely for my experience and my passion and my purpose in personal training. Like my dad dropped the nugget and I was thinking about it already and considering it. And when he told me that he was like, I'll even pay for you to get your personal training certification. That's how much he believed that this was something I should be doing. Yeah. And lo and behold, like here I am seven years later. Mm. And like over 30 women so far I've helped in some way, shape, or form, lose weight, tighten, tone, whatever the case may be. I've even helped um people come off blood pressure medications, um heart medications. Like I've 
I don't boast about nothing that I do, but you know, one day I figure my story will get out there when it's time. I can share my story when it's time. And I'm thankful that it was with you oh. because I don't, I don't open up to everybody. I don't talk to everybody. I don't let everybody in. Um, I don't feel like people really deserve my story. Absolutely. Honestly, especially on social media. So it's hard to be authentic and express, you know, who I am behind what I do just through social media. Yeah. Yeah. Me. Yeah. And I can see that because it comes with like, again, like I said earlier, social media can be a really good thing and then it could be a really negative thing. Right. And it like, there's so much out there. There's so much out there. Like, do I post this? And then it just looks like another personal trainer, like doing the same thing again. Right. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like that where it's like, okay, I don't want to keep posting videos of me just doing yoga right because there's so many other people out here posting videos of them doing yoga so how can I show up differently and still show that I'm you know that this is also yoga right but also getting people to see that you're and authentic and who you are and you know that you're you're intentional about reaching people and helping people yeah, that is not just about me, right? Uh -oh. Yeah, I don't know. My internet at Granny's house is like crazy. Right. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Um, I hear you. <laughs> but also, right, like you want people to know that you're more than just a personal trainer, right? That there's more to you than like, no, it's messing up. All right, y'all. So the internet did not want my girl to finish her story because this is the first time she's actually telling her story the way things work. So I had to come in and move some stuff around, but I didn't want you to miss the nooks and crannies. So here's the rest of it. We say that's the yeah, I always say that's that's the enemy not wanting these stories to come out, right? And heal people, right? Because where one or two are gathered, let the presence of God be known and we heal by our testimony. So the fact that you're breaking out of your shell and able to share your story, right? I'm grateful that you are open to sharing it with me, right? That I, that you feel like I've created this safe space for you to be able to do that. Both and like right. you doing that is changing the game of what people see um, weightlifting and personal training and bodybuilding to be right. You're showing the journey through it. It's not just what we see on social media where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm about to hit the gym and hit these weights. Right. The end result, right. The glorified version of, you know, the fitness industry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, so in this series that I'm doing right now, it's like my intention of it is I don't like people don't want to keep seeing just the end result of, you know, making it to wherever making it is. Right. And I right. said, if I have to be that person to show you the nasty, gritty, like things that go on behind the scenes, like being honest about being in an abusive relationship, being honest about having a miscarriage and what that, what kind of darkness right. that brought, 
right? Being honest about my son going to live with his dad and what kind of mother I thought that made me all in pursuit of, of keeping in the back of my head. Okay. But there's something more for me and I'm going to go get it. Right. Being honest about taking three mental health leaves, being on depression, like people don't, people don't, people need to see that like you can make it and get through all of these things. Right. So it's like my upcoming trip is not just a trip. Like I said earlier, it's, it's, I made it through all of these things and kept what I knew was for me in the forefront. Right. Right. I said, I said no to going back to a full-time job and yes, to have an inconsistent income because I know what is coming in front of me. That part. Yeah. So like, what was that leap like for you to say, you know what? This is where I feel like I need to go. This is where this is this is where this is what I feel like is next for me in my own healing journey. Um was it like in regard to um bodybuilding in general or into entrepreneurship? Like starting personal training business? Into entrepreneurship and then like moving into bodybuilding because there's always more, right? There's always, there's always more. And there's going to be a version of more that's going to require you to just say, you know what? I got to let all of this go and go this way. So um, even just, I guess, a little more backstory with when I was at Victoria's Secret, because that time frame. 2016 to 2017 was the time frame in which I'm still trying to discover what life is after 13 years of massage therapy mm. and not being able to do it anymore. Um, so odd jobs, um, sun pass, <laughs> collecting toes, you know, call center, um, landed at Victoria's and it was a great job. Um, even being there was a part of my healing journey because, um, you know, it's like, almost like, what do you, what do I have to offer at this point? Because mm-hmm. if I'm not helping healing people, you know, what am I doing? Like, yeah, I'm selling bras. I'm at Victoria's Secret, et cetera. It's putting food on the table. It's paying bills, et cetera, you know, providing for the family, but I wasn't happy. Yeah. I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to do that. And all the while I'm there, you know, my coworkers are noticing my weight loss journey. You know, everybody's encouraging and telling me, you know, you look great. You know, you should, what are you doing? Like everybody wants advice. Everybody wants tips and help. So I would give little nuggets here and there for people to do just to see if, if they try it, will it work? Yeah. So, uh, you know, doing that and seeing people come back excited, like, Girl, I did what you said. All I had to do was drink more water and, you know, do this and do that. And I could lose like five, 10 pounds, you know, and just that seeing that type of happiness and response to something that, you know, I was trying to get into and see if this is something I should do. <laughs> Sorry if you hear that. I'm, I'm outside. It's I'm okay. Okay. But um, it was encouraging. It was almost like confirming and solidifying and saying like, 
this is something you can do. Like you have something that people want to listen to. They respect you enough to get your opinion and ask for your help and they do it and it works. Then why not put my foot in the door and try to become a personal trainer? Like, um, that, that time frame in my life was just a whirlwind, really, just just rediscovering who I was because if I wasn't massaging, what 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 was it? Like that's what I went to school for. So um and having my I had a um associate's degree in advanced therapeutic body work and sports massage. Mm-hmm. So with that knowledge, even having that type of knowledge and background in the body and how it works and anatomy and et cetera, chakras and energy and all of those things was like already aligning me in my personal training journey. And I didn't even know it until I started having success in my own journey. And like I said, being around people who were willing to do the things that I asked them to do and try it and got results. I'm like, well, damn, I should just go ahead and be a personal trainer then because yeah, it's there's something here. Mm-hmm. and then just defeating every year year after year the the trends and, and the stigmas of what fitness is and what weight loss looks like and it's a streamlined and it's perfect like I saved a lot of my knowledge for my clients for mm-hmm. people who wanted to do one-on-one with me who wanted to do my now that I have an app my online programs um, I save that knowledge for people who really want it because I get DMs and questions all the time. And it's like, I could tell you this today, but are you going to waste my time? Are you going to do it? Are you going to be serious? Because I want you to be, I'm going to be more, inv- I don't want to be more invested in someone else's journey and in healing than they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. and buddy. Mm-hmm. So, just after years of having success with clients and even having teaching moments where you know not everybody's gonna be aligned with you and wanna follow what you do so you know you can't force somebody to do something you ask them to do so those teaching moments allow me to even just take that into bodybuilding like Mm -hmm. I'm in a position now where I gotta listen to somebody Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I gotta be consistent mm-hmm. and all the stuff I'm preaching to you guys I gotta listen to because if I don't do XYZ I can't get on this stage and make a fool of myself yeah so it's levels to fitness there's levels to weight loss there's levels to physical transformation but with that comes levels to mental transformation mm. you know yeah I can lose weight yeah I can get small but bodybuilding is a whole different beast and that is that was another phase or transformation that I had to endure mentally Mm -hmm. um so I think each phase in my life that I've been through leading up to becoming a personal trainer and now bodybuilding was absolutely a also a mental transformation yeah yeah you said my favorite word you threw in them chakras. <laughs> I know all about chakras, uh, reflexology somewhat. Yeah. 
but not in detail. Definitely not like I'm not no expert on none of that. You you know, I'm gonna leave that to you. <laughs> it does help in massage industry, but um it's been years. That mm. was it's been a long time. <laughs> I can massage, I get tension and muscles out, but we ain't gonna be aligning nobody's chakras today. Not over here. <laughs> but you but i mean and that that draws a question right um about spiritual gifting and fighting in fitness mm -hmm. right really tapping into what that gifting is because you're you, you like you're a healer uh-huh you're a healer. Like I can, I can feel it. Right. And even just hearing your story, like you've alchemized what you've been through. Like you, like you're, you're an alchemist. Right. And that's, that's the basis of like, that's the, that's the overarching goal of this podcast. Right. Is to bring people on who have alchemized their pain and when you alchemize something, now you're now you're you're setting it up in a way to where you're helping and healing and teaching other people, right? So like to to even it's it's like it's appropriate for you to now be at bodybuilding, right? Mm -hmm. It's like very appropriate because it's like, okay, you've you've reached like this this level of um, becoming like a sage basically, right? And now being able to each one teach one, right? Help other women come out, whether it's like postpartum, they're coming out of marriages, they're coming out of relationships. They just need like, they, like they're dealing with depression, anxiety, like whatever it is, right? It's, it's so much more than like we keep saying, it's so much more than this physical body. It's where's your, like, what's that mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And whose voice are you listening to? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's sort of like, I will tell you this, um, as much as it, it looks Glory, glorious and amazing and she must have like the perfect body and da 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 behind that stage behind those curtains everyone has a story mm -hmm. everyone has come from a place and gotten into bodybuilding off the strength of probably some sort of pain or some sort of trauma mm -hmm. and there's other moms that also still still st we're all still standing behind stage dealing with and getting through and healing at the same time as we're on display for the world to see the epitome of hard work, so to speak, mm -hmm. internally, like we're still dealing and healing internally as much as you've come out on top and you've become a pro and you've got your trophy. Like it's when we cry, when you rejoice, when you get that award, it's not even about the body that you got on stage. It's about what you've overcome Mm. mentally really to get there yeah because people lose friends people lose family people lose marriages along the way um and people get into bodybuilding because maybe they've lost those things um and people start out being 300 pounds four years later become a bodybuilder because they just have fallen in love with the, the renewal of themselves. Like each time I, each moment, each day that I take to 
grow and be better, whether it's with my health, whether it's my mental, it's going to transmit physically. You're going to see that on the outside. Yeah. As long as you stick with it and be consistent, it's like once those two things align, your mental and your physical, I feel like you have no choice but to start to feel better, to look better. You have a glow about yourself, an energy about yourself. But that doesn't mean life don't happen. Don't mean you're not tired. It don't mean you don't have struggles. But you, like you've, I guess, put it, you've become an alchemist of your pain and you turned it into something that is rewarding to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That allows you to become in a space where you can teach people and help people. Like, I don't know. I think that's like really the epitome of what bodybuilding kind of became it was like okay town everybody know you can lose weight everybody know you're a personal trainer you know what is next for me like how can I turn this into not just the next level mm-hmm. but I can even I can even provide for my family doing this like this mm-hmm. is a career in itself that can be the the propel like the what propels us into this business goal and this business dream that I've been having and wanting financially. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not a mistake. It's not a chance. It's not a coincidence. I think that I ended up here. Yeah. Like every phase of my mental and physical tra- transformation has been, I think in line with whatever God got planned for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's only been up like, those ups and downs but to be honest overall it's just been nothing but a blessing yeah the people i've met the people that i've helped the people that have blessed and helped me not knowing mm-hmm. so you know i think i answered your question <laughs> yeah no you definitely did um man that's magical 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 i love it what did your spiritual health look like in the midst of all of this also I mean, it has to get tighter. Like, yeah, yeah, struggle. You know, when you should be praying, you know, some people might be cursing or some people might go drink. You know, everybody has a way of dealing and coping with stress. But for me, I found having that spiritual and personal relationship and prayer in God, whether it's for some people meditating or, um, you know, that quiet time to yourself, however that looks, was important mm. because the outside noise, like I said, is it, it can it, to you. But it's me and it keeps me on to do this for so long. Like staying authentic, it keeps me grounded. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, keeps um, me grounded. Um, to where I'm just authentic, it's comfortable with myself. I don't have to turn up a side, and you either here or you don't keep it moving if you don't. Anyway, right, having that peace, having I feel like that spiritual connection or strength is probably really what's keeping it all together like i can't do it in my own strength and yeah. do it by myself yeah for my sanity you know 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. Prayer life got to be on point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, you said all my favorite words. Peace, joy, right? And I think when you went like, because just did an episode on spiritual maintenance and alignment, right? When you are um, also invested in your spiritual health, it keeps you clear on what God is prompting you to do, right? What he's, what he's, right. Tell, what he's asking you to do next, what he's showing you, right? Those breadcrumbs, like your dad saying, oh, I think you should get into personal training and I'll pay for it, right? It's like, okay, mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's a, I always call them like God winks, right? That's a God wink, right? Yeah. That's right. God saying, this is, this is what's next, right? Because all you those- You wait yourself. Sometimes he got to push you. Yeah, <gasps> Girl, he gonna push you right off that cliff and be like, I got you. Let's go. Right? It's not pretty, but sometimes he gotta push you. Yeah. And that's what makes you different than a lot of other like bodybuilders, a lot of other personal trainers, right? And I think people forget that piece is yeah, you can do this, but mm -hmm. what makes you different, right? And it's it's that it's that connection and relationship with God or whoever your you know people's higher power is. It's really opening up that channel of okay, what are you asking me to do mm -hmm. with and without all these instructions, and then trusting Him, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, for me too, like I think that's what's kept me in my own lane and in my own space if that makes sense mm -hmm. Maybe, you know and to a point where I can say I might stand out I'm not sure if I do like there's thousands of people on social media but for some reason I do get positive engagement from people that I don't know um and encouragement and support and nothing but genuine love from people on social media and it's like yeah that's great I don't live and die by that. Yeah. But the fact that people do relate and can see my message, do see my vibe or feel my vibe or what type of person I am through my social media, like I know that I'm on the right path, that I'm following what God wants me to do and not what the world say I should be doing. Mm. Like, you know, to me, I've always believed and trusted in everything in its own time. Yeah. I might not be 20 million followers, 5,000 followers, right. <laughs> but I'm touching the rooms and the right people that are supposed to be touched and in my life. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. If that's a hundred people, if that's 200 people, if that's 2000 people, those people are engineered into my path and in my life by God and his divine, you know, divine will and grace, because I don't want to force nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm not a person that forces connections. I don't force my way into rooms I'm not supposed to be in and doors that ain't supposed to be open yet. I'm not going to just try to network and connect with people with the motive to to get clout, to take off and to move up. That's not me. Yeah. I take my time. I stick with what what his will is, whatever path he leads me to, my prayer relationship is important in that aspect because like I said, it's easy to do stuff in your own strength. You think you you know what you want to do, this is what I'm gonna do, what I'm supposed to be doing, and you bumping in your head trying to figure out why it ain't working. 
because mm-hmm. you don't want to so I've had patience. I've learned to have patience and wait for my time, wait for when he asked me to move. And it's been paying off. It's been paying off. It's paying all the way off, honey. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I just, that's how I can keep my joy and my peace. Like, I don't got nothing to prove to nobody. Like, Mm -mm. this is me moving on God's time. Yeah, I love it. So I ask all my guests three questions before we uh, exit stage left. Wrap it up. And I thank you. I think like you're you're on the brink of it. Um, you're in the arena, right? But if you could literally lead your life from your soul, what would mm-hmm. you do? Where would you be? And how would you feel? Lead my life from my soul. Mm-hmm. What would I do? Mm-hmm. What would you do? Where would you be? And how would you feel? Hmm. So what 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 I would do if I'm leading life from my soul? Oh my gosh! Like for me, it wouldn't even be about the money. Like yes, business success is great, but to have a platform that reaches internationally, globally, whatever, in the same state, in the United States, I don't care. Whatever way that's supposed to reach the masses of mm-hmm. women like to me it looks like having workshops and classes and teaching moments and seminars that allows women to feel empowered in their own ways if it's through health if it's through fitness if it's through mental health if it's through yoga getting women together that can you and I having seminars together, workshops together that can be powerful and just affect and change other women just like us. That's me reading through my soul. Like, Mm -hmm. I just want to, I want people to get to a place where I am, like where I used to be and where I came from to today is just a completely different woman. And like, there's, there's like beauty in the pain. There's Mm. beauty in the struggle. So that's what I would do. What I would, where I would be, <laughs> we're on an island somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Florida, if he, all this gas and bills and the cost of living is get at toe. It is. <laughs> so like peace and serenity to me is outdoors, somebody island, like just a beautiful oasis with my family, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, And just living life free that way you know yeah. if I can do that for my family that would be the ultimate blessing mm-hmm. <laughs> oh and how I would feel would be probably the best word would be at peace mm. if I'm leading from my soul I'm genuine in my intent I'm genuine in my motive um I'm at a place where I can be around people and give off the appropriate and positive energy that you know, I want to receive when I'm around people. Yeah, um, and be a natural, be a light in people's life. Um, to me, that would I would feel like I would be at peace. Yeah, no mm-hmm. stress. You know, what I got to do next? You know, how can I get here? And what's the next move? And 
I'm 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 ready to just be at peace. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Tamara, thank you so much for sharing your story, sharing your journey, uh, being vulnerable, being open. I'm talking to <laughs> too. So you ain't by yourself. You're not by yourself. But they know that. My people know that. And it is what it is. Because well, you're, hmm? you're an awesome listener, too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So... Yes, uh, we'll be right back. Okay. And we're back. Yes. Um, yeah, the internet, the internet be doing what it wants to Wi-Fi, all the things, but I expect that to happen. Nothing's perfect out here. Um, I'm so grateful for Tamara and her story. Um, yeah, like her story is deeper than what we like what the eye meets, right? Like yes, she's a bodybuilder. Yes, like we've all seen her. Well, me and, you know, whoever else follow her, we've seen like her transformation physically, right? And a lot of people only see the physical. Tamara's been like a beautiful soul since the day I met her at Gotha Middle School. Like this ain't no shout out, but that's my school. Um, so it was never like a, a, a personality shift for her, right? It was, how do I get you to use fitness to glorify the purpose that I have for you, right? Like to show that it's not just about the outer body, but it's about strength. It's about faith. It's about courage. It's about taking a leap and trusting this path that I have you on and trusting that it's going to not only heal you, but it's going to heal other people. Right. She's so modest too. like, I'm like, girl, like it's okay. Share them numbers, girl. Um, but she's just an amazing person, period. So I'm grateful that she trusted me with her story and trusted my listeners. Right. We love y'all. We love y'all so much. So yeah, I hope you all take this and look at, you know, your journey, right? Like, where are you and what are you feeling that pull and that call to do, right? Like, it's it's so much deeper than the aesthetics of what this life gives. So, yeah, I love you all for free. See you next time. <laughs>